He said that Jesus Christ has risen And He is the open door Well, how you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, we talk about the pursuit of happiness. And yes, we show the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. Hope you're having a good day, good week, wherever you are located, because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad and happy to be part of your morning, your afternoon, your evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast on the platform you are, that you desire to listen on. If that's Apple, Google, Spotify, or Rumble, or YouTube, or every other every other platform that we are located on here at BGS Media. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we got a lot of news. And I like this. I, I like a lot of news. I like a lot of news where I can come and give my opinion on things that are happening. And I just, uh, this is where, I, I always explain, this is where two episodes come in handy. Uh, because we have a lot, I mean, a lot that has happened in the last couple of days and I got some opinions and some things I want to talk about and I just want to remind you before we do that go ahead follow us on Facebook we are sitting at 980 followers which is good but I want to get over a thousand ladies and gentlemen so please if you listen to this podcast go ahead share the show with your friends also, go check out our new TikTok at the Cajun Conservative. Um, been putting up some videos from there, getting some good response of the last couple of clips. So what I do is I don't do the normal TikTok trends when I'm dancing and I'm all happy and no, I don't do all that. I, I, <laughs> I jiggle enough without dancing. Let's just say it like that. Um, but what I do is I go ahead and I find clips of the show and I go ahead and I I put minute clips minute and a half whatever tiktok allows me and then i go ahead and i share it onto the youtube shorts uh you uh, facebook reels so you're getting a snip of the show or some of the best clips of the show uh so please go ahead and check out the top the tiktok go check out facebook go check out our true social account at the cage conservative we're all on there please let's start hitting the let's hit the social media let's let's start getting connected ladies i want to connect with you the audience uh, also hit the subscribe button on those platforms of uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, and wherever we are available. Uh, go ahead and do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's happened. I said I wish it wouldn't happen, but it's ha it has happened. Donald Trump has officially announced a third bid to the presidency of the United States of America. Uh, so I, I'm going to break down everything that, that I, I saw from the speech. I went ahead and watched it. It's been a long time since I watched a Trump rally or a Trump speech because normally it's the same. It is the same. Um, and we broke down some of Trump's comments, uh, a while back against Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin. Um, but now it has, it is, a, and we speculated and I told everyone, I didn't think he was going to run until I heard him speak one time. And I was like, yeah, this man is definitely running for president of the United States. He just hasn't announced it. Well, it is an, it is official now. And I, I want to tell you, so it was leaked out that he fulfilled, he filled uh, the paperwork before the announcement. We knew what this was going to be, that he was going to be now again, candidate Trump. For the presidency of the United States, he would be the second president if elected. He would be the second president to lose 
uh, a second term, then go back and run and fulfill his term. Because the president of the United States can fill two terms, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter uh, if if he quits or he gets, he loses his re-election. Come to find out, this is from the Daily Wire when I was uh, looking into this. They have been several presidents have done this. I think Trump would be the fifth president, only one succeeding. And that was uh, Robber, uh, Clever Robber, I think his name is, uh, where he lost the election, came back, I think, four or five years later, whatever the dates were, and won again. He was a president right back to back. Um, so it, this would be an achievement for Trump if he would be if he would succeed become the nominee and be elected as the president of the United States. My thoughts going into this speech, I, I'm going to, I want to break before, during and after, because we will talk about the response from the left and the right. There is some on the right that is not happy with this decision, ladies and gentlemen. It, and look, I understand because going into the speech, I'm thinking it's way too early. Um, we're barely a week out of the midterm elections. We have turmoil in the Republican Party. I've been talking about it. And we're going to talk, continue to talk about it again because since we have gone, it's been a blame game. We're going to get to that in the second segment. And the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen, look, I, I hate to, I hate to bust everyone's bubbles. If you coming on the show thinking I'm just going to go ahead and trash the Democrat Party, you're wrong. This is the wrong show for you because I'm just not going to trash the left. When the right does something right, I'm going to praise them. If they do something wrong, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what they did because our model is to to uh, exp um, to tell you the truth and expose the lies. That is our model here at BJS Media. That is what we're about. We are we want to tell you the truth and expose the lies. And there is Republicans that are that are just doing stupid idiotic things right now i i hate to say it and look if you well he's why he's trashing the republican party because i'm i am registered republican but at the same time i am a conservative and i am also a opinion and if i see the republican party doing something that goes against my beliefs or what i think is right or wrong I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call them out on it. You can agree or disagree. That's why you come to this show to hear my opinion and hope maybe form your own opinion or tell me how wrong I am. Well, that, that, is, that is your choice. That is your First Amendment right. But your, but, but going into the speech and hearing the speech, I, I thought this was this was way too early. That that's That's my first point. Donald Trump did this way too early. We're just a week out of the midterm election. We have a lot of turmoil in the Republican Party. We need to unite the Republican Party back and find out what happened last week and not to do that crap again. But Donald Trump went ahead and persisted and he said, I'm going to go ahead and announce for president in November. So that was my first. My second was, and he did do this. He went ahead and attacked Biden and he attacked the left. But I thought he was going to go in here and, and swing it at Ron DeSantis and any other person he thought that was going to be against him in the primaries come in um, in 2023 I, or 2024 when the race happens. Because that's when it really gets heated up and the primaries happen the year of the race. And that is going to be happening in 2024. And I was like, this, this is not going to look good. I even text some of my friends that are that are friends to the show. I went ahead and said, what y'all think Trump's going to say? And we started going back and forth with dialogue. And what we, and, and what we normally do, ladies and gentlemen, we text each other and we like, hey, what's, what do you think is going to happen? And we get our opinion on it. Listening to the speech, however, Trump basically said this is the time for change. He, he, he went ahead and brought back his slogan, Make America Great Again. He went ahead and announced formally his candidacy about 14 minutes into it and said, I am running for president. And then he started bringing out a lot of things. He um, he brought out how he wants to do election reform. Um, he did not bring out 
to my knowledge of the speech, and I don't have the transcript in front of me. I just have one or two stories that, that talk about what he said. And he comes out and he says that he wants to do election reform. He did not bring out a lot of election. He hinted at it, but he didn't focus. That wasn't his focus of the speech. He talked about Biden. He talked about the Democrat Party. He talked about the left. And for 69 minutes, I believe the speech was. So a little over an hour speech. I thought this was one of Trump's greatest speech, not the greatest, but probably one of his greatest speech. He was not energized, ladies and gentlemen. He was not he was not like he was at a Trump rally. I think he I think whoever's helping him with this campaign told him stay on that teleprompter. Why? Because he did not go off mark way too much. He attacked the left. He attacked Biden. He went ahead and, and he talked about what he wanted to do for nation, what he did when he was president of the United States, which if you are a Republican, or if you're somebody that loves this republic, you would know that this right here, um, this right here, you know, he did a great, Trump did a great job as president of the United States. You might hear from the left, like Biden uh, put out some quotes because he knew this was happening. Under Trump was one of the worst uh, economical jobs. No, everybody was working. Right now, nobody's working, but the job number keeps going up. That that's that could be up for debate. But by, Donald Trump did right last night he stayed on message he stayed on what he was focusing on and that's what i think that's what's hurting donald trump and the candidates that the candidates the candidates the candidates uh excuse me tongue tie the candidates that he endorsed they they were so focused on 2020 and their election claims and people were tired of hearing I was tired of hearing it, ladies and gentlemen. I came on a podcast a while back and said, listen, I understand you believe stuff happened in 2020, but state legislators went ahead and fixed it. Or majority of them did. A lot of states changed their voting uh, rules and regulations. Uh, prime example, Georgia. Georgia went ahead and changed their laws and it benefited the Republican Party. Now, the Democrats are mad at that, but, hey, that, that you know, whoever's in charge gets the power. But Donald Trump didn't focus on 2020. He focused on the future. And, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm going to make a statement right here. I disagree with Donald Trump running. Donald Trump's going to be 78 when he if he wins and takes office, if he wins the presidency. But he he'll be 78 years old. Not much more older than the man that we have in office now. I believe, the, uh, I think he just turned 80 when he got into office or he was about to turn 80. He was 79 when Biden got in there. Now, don't get me wrong. Biden has a lot of screws missing while Donald Trump still got some up in the old noggin. But at the same time, Donald Trump will still be an older man. And his his political future is fading. I hate to say this, and this is just... Is he still a popular and a figure in the Republican Party? Absolutely. Every news outlet filmed some part of this speech last night. Newsmax did the whole thing. That's why I like watching Newsmax when it comes to Trump. Because they show the whole doggone thing and they don't stop and iterate and talk about it. So Newsmax shows the whole thing. Fox News showed majority of it. The only one that didn't show was MSNBC. But I really don't give a hoot what MSNBC does because I don't watch them. That's the difference with cancel culture with us. We just don't watch them. They want to cancel us. They want to get us off the air. Because if they don't want to watch us, that means nobody else gonna watch, can watch them. But anyway, Donald Trump went ahead. And he, he, he his speech was on message last night. 
on that note, I give him a fair shot. I'm telling everybody this, ladies and gentlemen, because after the speech, I watched it. I said it was a good speech. He stayed on message. And if he don't go out off the tracks and goes off a disclaim and that claim, I think Donald Trump could win the next presidential election. That is my opinion. Now, uh, will he be the best candidate for the job? That is still up to debate because he's the only candidate right now. Godly, we're still in 2022 and he's announced. I think he wants to jump on the game. He wants to give Ron DeSantis, Glenn Youngkin, and anyone else that's thinking, hey, we're going to run against him some time to think about it. I predict, this is my prediction. I think Ron DeSantis waits till he announced until probably closer to 2024. It'll probably be late 2023 or early 2024 if Ron DeSantis says, yes, I'm jumping into the race. Same thing with Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin, uh, I think, will be, well, he can't run for two consecutive terms. Virginia, I love y'all guys over there, but y'all... Y'all, y'all, some some election things need to get reformed. Let's just say that. Oh, by the way, West Virginia, Sen- uh, Senator uh, uh, Manchin has a competitor. We might talk about that later on if we have time. I have a lot on my plate today. But Donald Trump has officially announced he is running for president. I thought his speech was well done. I think his... Um, I, I, I think he stayed on message. And, that, and look, that, I reiterate what I said earlier. That is one of Donald Trump's problems. He cannot stay on message to save his life. And I know Dick Morris said he was probably going to be a political advisor to Donald Trump. That is one of the greatest moves ever. Um, I think Donald Trump does well coming up. Now, we do have some news following the speech. Ivanka Trump says she loves her father but does not plan to be involved in politics. That is according to Fox News. So Ivanka Trump will not be part of his administration. Um, right, at, I got this this morning. House Democrats tried to block Trump from running for president. House, this is from Daily Caller. House Democrats are attempting to block former President Trump, Donald Trump from running in 2024 uh, presidential election by invoking the Constitution Amendment according to, the, uh, to Politico. Democrat Rhode Island David uh, Kalanick a calculated a letter amongst other House Democrats urging him to block legislation that would invoke the would back legislation that would invoke the 14th Amendment to stop Trump from running for 2024, arguing that he is challenging to the 2020 election and actions preceding the January 6th Capitol riot rendered him ineligible, according to the report by Politico. Ladies and first off, Donald Trump has not been charged. Donald Trump is still an investigation. There's there's there there's stupid investigations, but he's still involved. In invest- he has not been charged with 20 uh, January 6th and against popular belief you can go ahead and believe whatever you want about the 2020 election i have people that say hey it was fair and balanced and i have people that i know that says it was stolen me i just say the point i don't think 81 million people voted for biden now that's my and i quote this this is my opinion i i, I can't there's this opinion of mine but you can believe whatever you want that does not disqualify you from running in 2024 that he challenged the 2020 election. You can do whatever you want as long as it's done right. Now, the outcome of January 6th, that was wrong. And you can you can, you can can do whatever you want. Donald Trump said he was not part of that. And he is innocent until proven guilty, no matter what the Democrats say. If the Democrats say, well, hold on, he, he, he incited a riot, he did this... You can you can show you can I can you can show me whatever you want, but until he goes in front of a courtroom and he's judged in front of his peers, you cannot argue that. 
So, de- so the- why are the Democrats all of a sudden fine? Because I have another article that says that um, the Democrats are happy Donald Trump is running. I saw an article that's saying they they're gonna they they encouraging Trump to one because the win the the run because it's gonna help them out like in his last midterms. Remember, Democrats went ahead and helped MAGA Republicans win their primaries, and it didn't really go too well. Now, on another note, Donald Trump did praise that, and he said, "Look, they're all telling me, hey." I, I'm a loser because so many big races. Well, you know, I'm going to get into that into the second segment. Let's finish talking about the reaction. Um, at that time, the le- uh, the liberal media has gone insane. Uh, this is from Town Hall. Li- liberal media goes insane over Trump's 2020 candidacy. Um, NPR is supposed to be a news uh, organization, not give not give their opinion but give the facts breaking Donald Trump who tried to overthrow the results of the 2020 election and inspired a direct riot on the Capitol not true not provable nothing has that but NPR saying that's gospel uh announces that they were going to run so they already throwing jabs at him for that Washington Post twice in peace former President Donald Trump that's a that's a complete attack on him uh who refused to concede the 2020 election he does not have to there's no law saying he has to and the subject of multiple criminal investigations, investigations, they have not been proven yet. They have not went to trial. Nothing is running again in 2024, in, increasing the likelihood of potential rematch with President Biden. That is from the Washington Post tweets. So the media is going now. Now, let's go before my time runs out. I want to go ahead and bring one more group of people. Let's talk about the conservatives. Now, this is from the Daily Wire. I'm glad the Daily Wire did this because this this gives us some good insight. Trump gets mixed promotions from presidential announcement at Mar-a-Lago. Um, they went ahead and made sure this was all conservatives that did that they they pulled Scott Jennings. Watch the Santa Selection Night speech and compare it to this lame effort. Now, like I said, I will bring this out. Donald Trump was not the most energized man in the room. When he walked in, he looked tired. He he did not look energized. He did not look now at a rally. He he's he's full blown. He's dancing and everything. This was a formal presidential announcement. I think that's why Trump was a little bit more serious and Donald Trump wasn't energized like he normally is. A Senate Republican official text their response to Trump's 2024 announcement. And it was some sleeping emojis. That's from Philip McElton wingman. Um, let's go ahead and find. So, so they had some mix, uh, mix emotions. Let me go ahead and find some good ones. Cause I quoted you two bad ones. Uh, Ah, let's see where we came out. Thought it was a good speech, way too long and boring, but it was much. It was a smart message for 2024. Life was better under me than it was under Biden. That's a direct quote from um, from Biden by Jesse Kelly. Um, he would be an amazing president. The only question is, can he beat the odds for a second time? Could he unite the GOP again? One, um, one, one again. One thing I've learned: never count out Donald J. Trump. That is from. Tima Lorraine, Johnny Damon, Trump 2024, Brenda Gilbert, uh, Gilbert, President Trump is coming back. So we had some mixed emotions from the right. And and on the next side of the segment, I'm going to continue this for a second because I'm going to tell you why I think these are mixed emotions right here. And it goes into my next segment of who's to blame for the midterm elections. We'll be right back after this short break.
How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative. And I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes' Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. Cleansed and made us whole. Not one hub, not one soul. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. Starting from my last point on the segment, why are the conservatives so flip-flop with this? Well, one, you got Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is in there to win. I think Ron DeSantis does run. I, like I said, I predict if Ron DeSantis does run for president of the United States, I see him announcing in 2023 the 2024, something around that area. It's probably going to be after Thanksgiving or not. We still got a year later. And that's the thing about American politics. It take, like, like Donald Trump announcing in 2022 – he got two years to campaign, ladies and gentlemen. And Donald Trump still fills up stadiums. Donald Trump still fills up, uh, still goes ahead and get his message across. He made his own. Look, they kicked him off of social media. He made his own social media app. Now, is that having troubles? I, I don't think so. You know, the media's like, this is terrible. Trump has his own social media and it's failing. We see the numbers. And when it went, when it hit the uh, Google App Store, it was number one for a few days. Same thing with Apple. People downloaded this this app like crazy. But where Donald Trump goes, he, he's going to get a following. So two years to campaign, ah, I don't know. But it goes to the point of this. It, um, but you have Ron DeSantis and a lot of people. The Murdochs from Fox News said they probably, if, if Trump would announce, they would endorse Ron DeSantis, and they have. Um, you got Glenn Youngkin, you got Ron DeSantis, you got even Greg Abbott. You got you got you got tons. Ted Cruz. You have tons and tons of people that are gonna that are probably gonna run this presidential primary against Donald Trump for 2024. So that is the that is the split right there. Even look, me, I was a hardcore Trump supporter. Trump did some things this year that questioned my, my question, my support for him. I already said this. I'm a Ron DeSantis guy. I see the future of the Republican Party, Ron DeSantis. That's I'm being blunt. Now, does I, do I now if Ron DeSantis does not go into the primary or Donald if Donald Trump uh, beats him in the primary, I'm Trump 2024, baby. Let's go. I like I, I I will support Trump again unless there's something major that happens that I I will say I cannot support this man. But I will support Donald Trump in a presidential race. But the primaries, my first choice is Ron DeSantis. Does that make me conflict of interest? No. I'm looking at my options. But a lot of the, and I said this, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the reasons why we failed in the midterms. You had established Republicans that hate Trump. Then you got the you got mainly citizens and some politicians that are part of the MAGA Republicans as Biden separated us. And that is causing the conflict because the established Republicans yet yeah, will take a Ron DeSantis that has some of the views of Donald Trump, but is more eloquent and more specific, and specific. Oh, Lord. Um, he, 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 he helps, you know, he ha he catches the eyes of the American people. Then you got the MAGA Republicans that are, nope, Trump, that's it. 
And look, I, I was pleasantly surprised at his speech last night because he did not bash any Republicans. He, he, he kept the 11th Amendment, as Ronald Reagan says. Don't attack your fellow Republicans. And when I said earlier, if Trump stays on message and Trump does what he normally does and talks right and, and he don't go chase rabbits, he's going to he, he's going to have a good chance. I'm not going to say he's going to win. I think he's going to have a good chance because look, I don't I hate to quote him. But Paul Ryan saying, look, anybody can beat Biden except one guy. And that's Donald Trump. I don't see that, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't. I don't see Donald Trump losing to Biden again. And I, I I don't see that. Now you can argue your your opinions, but I don't see that. And and the reaction of this is, ladies and gentlemen, it is just phenomenal. And I, I think, you know, I think we as a nation, well, as a party, not as a nation, as a Republican Party can put this put can can do better than Biden. And I, I think we can put up candidates that are better. And look, the, the bullpen for the who the who the Democrats have? Gavin Newsom? That's it? Cory Booker, that's it. They don't have they don't have hitters like we have. And I just, you know, on that note, let's shift to a little bit. Um, it was confirmed today that Mitch McConnell will be the GOP leader going into the Senate. The Republicans had their elections. And I'm very upset with the Republican, the Republican Party right now. I am. And I'm going to give you my reasons in a minute. But Mitch McConnell wins his leadership election over Scott's challenge. And that is coming from Fox News. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, because early in the week, this challenge came out. And it was basically who was to blame for the midterm losses in the Senate. We knew now there, now there's this is, I'm going to say about this. Uh, McCarthy was the head of the house. I think we should have won the, we should have won the Senate and the house. That is my, that is my personal opinion, but there was a lot of factors that played in this. And this is why I would, if I had to title this segment, I would call it who the blame, McConnell or Trump, because as, as we know, and look, I was, I, I'm not, I'm going to admit it. I came on this microphone and I said, I said last week, I think Donald Trump, this should be the end of Donald Trump. This Donald Trump should slowly fade. Donald Trump should, but that ain't, that ain't a, that ain't an opinion. I just came up with from the last term election, from the last midterm elections. I had this opinion from the first time that Trump hinted that he was going to run for president of the United States. I said, this isn't right. He shouldn't run. He should, he should go ahead and endorse candidates and he should stay focused. I, this is my, this has been my, and look, if you don't believe me, I can get men and women on this podcast and I can, I can put them all on here and they will tell me, they will tell you that this was my opinion the whole year. It just didn't happen after the midterms, but Mitch McConnell is blaming Donald Trump for the losses of the midterms. Look, we want, and look, I'm going to say this right here. We won the house. Great. That is a victory. See, I, look, I, I hate to say it. Like I said this last week, it was hard. It was hard to discuss it because I, I, I was, I was disappointed, but us Republicans, we won the house. Oh, Isaac, it has not been confirmed by Fox news or seeing No, but there's multiple outlets that have projected this already that the house will go to the Republican. I don't know why um, Fox News didn't haven't called certain races. I, I have my well, I have my personal opinions on it, but I don't know. 
I, they, they should have called it that. And let's just say it like that. But we, we go, we go into a part of who to blame. And, and a lot of people saying that this is Trump. Trump was the reason Trump put up bad candidates. Trump. Well, well, I lost my train of thought. Winning the house was a big, was a big deal. Let me just, let me say it like this. Now let's go back to Trump because a lot of people are saying, well, why did we, why, why we had that slim majority in the house and why did we go ahead and not win the Senate? Well, this is where the blame game comes in. Donald Trump. This is McConnell's argument. Donald Trump put up bad candidates. Donald Trump went ahead and didn't fund enough. Donald Trump didn't do this. Donald Trump didn't do that. Donald Trump kept harping on the 2020 election. And there is an argument for this, ladies and gentlemen. There is an argument. Look, Donald Trump's candidate, and look, it didn't help that Democrats was pushing the MAGA Republicans. Look, any Republicans should doubt it. I, and I, I said this. I've been saying this. Why did the Democrats meddle in the Republicans' elections anyway? Why didn't they, why did they meddle in the primaries? Why? See me, if I was a Republican and they were, they were throwing money at me, I would have made an ad. Even Democrats, super PACs are helping me win. That's how much they hate Biden. They would have stopped sending me money right away. Why? Because a lot like JD Vance, JD Vance focused on the future. JD Vance was a Trump endorsed candidate. But he focused on the future. He didn't do like Kerry Lake and Blake Masters and, and other candidates that focused on the past in 2020. They were focusing on 2020, uh, 2022's issues and 20, going up to 2024. Now, I like Kerry Lake. I like Blake Masters. I, like, I, li I liked all the candidates Trump endorsed. They were some good candidates, in my humble opinion. And look, even Trump did this at his, at his announcement party last night. He says, we need to go ahead and support Hershon Walker. They need to. So this is that's Trump's argument. That's that's McConnell's argument. The reason we lost the 2022 Senate race and the reason we barely held on to the House, we got the House, but we barely hold on to it was because Trump put up bad candidates. Now we have a separate argument, though. Mitch McConnell, a lot of the Senate, his Senate colleagues and a lot of Republicans are blaming Mitch McConnell for losing the Senate. What is their base on their claims? Mitch McConnell refused to support Blake Masterson and other candidates like Blake Masterson because they were MAGA candidates. And they went ahead and, and did not fund these people. What am I saying about this? Well, this is where this comes from Greg Price from his Twitter uh his Twitter feed. And I get this from town hall Republican Senate candidates in every swing states were heavily outspent, not including PAC money. Now this ain't including PAC money, but listen to how much Kelly spent in Arizona against Blake masters. Kelly spent 73 million on that race. Masters spent nine Nevada Cortez Mastro 46 Lexington 12 million. New Hampshire, Hanson spent $36 million, Bodoc $2 million. Going to Pennsylvania, Featherman spent $52 million, Oz spent $37. Georgia, Warnock, is, and it, this, these, these prices are going to go higher. Warnock spent $75 million, Walker spent $32. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what does this have to do with McConnell? McConnell led this. 
McConnell has the power to send money to candidates that he wants in the Senate. But he refused to do so because everyone I just mentioned right here. Listen to this. We're all MAGA candidates and he did not support them. So which leads me to a question. Did Mitch McConnell purposely lose the Senate to stop Donald Trump? And if that's the case, if he had them, if Mitch McConnell had them intentions of doing that, he purposely lost the Senate and, and, and gave control to the Democrats for political purposes. Oh, well, Isaac, well, what you mean? They always do it for, no, it was not for the people. See, ladies and gentlemen, Mitch McConnell should have went ahead and tried to get the Senate to save America. Ladies and gentlemen, democracy was not on the ballot this time. It was to save America's republic. But Mitch McConnell, because of his bitterness and because of his anger and that he just don't like Donald Trump, he went ahead and stopped the, the money flow to these candidates to where it is obvious. Now, look, just imagine if Masters would have spent 73 million in Arizona. Imagine if if uh, ha, uh, Bulldog spent two uh, more than two million in the great state of New Hampshire. Lennox, imagine if he would have spent more than 12 million in Nevada. Now, I'm not passing blame. I'm just saying this is the argument they could. Trump, bad candidates. Yes, they, okay, like somebody said that Donald Trump picked Oz to endorse because Melania Trump liked him on TV. If that's true, that Dr. Oz shouldn't have been a senator. But I hate to say it, Dr. Oz would have been a better senator than Featherman. But it does not help us. And Rick Scott brought out this argument a while back. I, I believe I reported it. Rick Scott had an argument that Mitch McConnell was not sending money to Senate candidates because he did not like them because Trump supported them. And Mitch McConnell, well, they were bad candidates. Okay, I don't care how bad of a candidate you are. If you don't have, you look, let's say, well, let me correct myself. You can be the best candidate in the world. Think about this, okay? You can be, look, you can have you can have the best resume. You can you can have, you know, anything you want. You, you put anything on it. You, you could be the best candidate in the world. If you do not have the support of the GOP and the Senate leader, you're not going to go far. You're going up a uphill battle because you're just not fighting the Democrat establishment. You're fighting the Republican establishment. And look, I hate to say, if Mitch McConnell was butt hurt because his people lost, that is the Republican primaries. That's what they're there for. For the people to decide, well, my candidate didn't win, so I'm going to keep my money. If McConnell did that, McConnell should not have been leader. And look, I, I reported this in the beginning. He became the majority. He became the minority leader again of the Senate, which is stupid. He is the longest serving minority leader. He's been in there since Reagan. And what does Mitch McConnell have to say for it? Absolutely nothing. Well, I brought the Senate back multiple times. No, you didn't. You, you, you did so great of a job that when Donald Trump had the Senate and the House that you didn't do nothing. You did Dennis Quad. The only thing, like I said, the only memorable piece of legislation that they passed was the tax, uh, uh, tax credits and the tax bill that Donald Trump helped this nation with. But Mitch McConnell, 
Oh, Donald Trump had bad candidates. Okay, I understand. Donald Trump maybe had some bad candidates. But the problem, you can't place that on Trump either because the voters went. Us, the voters voted that in, voted them in. The primary voters in Arizona voted for Blake Masters. The voters in Nevada voted Lexington. The, the voters, the primary voters voted for Lake. The primary voters voted for Oz. Well, the people didn't listen to me, so I'm going to keep my money. I'll show them they better listen to me next time. <laughs> if Miss McConnell did that, he's the blame for the Senate losing. Now, all the midterms, no. Like I said, Kevin McCarthy, I think Kevin McCarthy was shocked as us. And ladies, it does go by messaging. Because, look, whoever the blame is, you can pass blame on McConnell, you can pass blame on uh uh, uh, you yeah, you can pass claim on McConnell. You can pass claim on McCarthy. These are way too many M's. I cannot remember them. Um, Trump. You can you can pass these blame. But ladies and gentlemen, over all in all, it comes down to the Republican Party and their messaging. I I I, I hate to say this. I I hate to say this because I'm a Republican and I love this party. But by golly. This, this should not be done. And look, the, the Republican Party going against the, the base of their party is one of the issues. And we're going to talk about this in the third segment because I have one more thing I want to talk about, and it will take a majority. If you notice, I don't have side stories or whatnot because I, I feel the stories I picked today it, or the opinions I have for the day, they need to be said. I think a lot of people are feeling this, and they're, they're just not saying it. They don't have the privilege of having a microphone and talking to the world, the, uh, the whole world. But ladies and gentlemen, the Republican Party does not do messaging very well. And I'm, I'm being blunt with you, ladies and gentlemen. This right here, the, the Republican, well, you're to blame, you're to blame, you're to blame, you're to blame. I never seen the Democrats do this. Because the Democrats, hey, if we lose what we got next time, we're not going to point the blame. We're going to fix the problem to get voters. What Republicans do is, oh, you're to blame, 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 you're to blame. And they're not listening to the American people. And I'm going to prove this coming up in the next segment. I'll be right back after this short break. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show, all in one word, the Scott Ford Show. And it's on Rumble. And I also have a motivational success show on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe and ring that bell. That would mean a lot to me. Enjoy your life. Thank you, Isaac. God bless. You're my peace of mind. When this old world seems to get all right, everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, episode 136. I forgot to mention that at the beginning, but oh, oh well, you're going to see it in the, the title. Um, before I move on with anything, please keep the prayers of the Virginia um, football team. Um, they had a shooting there, and they, they have caught the, the culprit and all that. Now, that is raising up awareness for gun bans and everything again, um, but... This is a tragedy. Please keep them in your prayers and just, you know, 
It's sad. It's sad that we come to a country like this, ladies and gentlemen, that people don't know how to respect firearms, unfortunately. And, or they get mad and the first thing they do, want to grab a gun instead of civically talking with each other. Now, I don't know who details. I haven't. Ladies and gentlemen, if you look at my eyes, my eyes are probably bloodshot. <laughs> I just, uh, with the midterms and everything going on like that, and then the holidays coming up, you know, it just. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about. I, I just I just made a statement in the first segment about the Republican Party not listening to their base. And I think, in, you know, when you're trying to put stories together, you're trying to find things that prove your point and debate. And I think this is right here. Now, this was just done before. We, I was not planning on talking to this. I, I had my first two segments planned. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about in the third segment. I was about to come and look up stuff to talk about. And then this happened right here. And this is Wednesday uh, November 16th, this happened. But the article reads from Fox News, Senate clear hurdle to move gay marriage bill towards final passage. The Senate on Wednesday cleared a key procedural hurdle to move forward the Respect for Marriage Act, a bill that will codify same-sex marriage into federal law. The bill earned Bipartisan support in a 62-37 vote with a, her, uh, with a handful of Republicans voting to move the bill along, giving it enough votes to clear the 60-vote threshold or the filibuster. The GOP senators voting in favor was Ray Blunt, Richard Blair, Shelley Moore, Cop uh, Copino, Susan Collins, Jenny Ernest, Catherine Lemus, Lisa, Lisa Mikowski, Rob Portman, Mitt Romney, uh, Don Chavot, Tom Tillis, and Todd Young. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why the Republican Party is losing support with their own base. Oh, what you, let's, let's say it like this. This is why they lost the midterm election. Remember, I said messaging, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, the Republican Party, and look, they're better than the Democrat Party. Don't get me wrong. I am not going to bash them too much. But unfortunately, we have a handful of senators, half of the Senate Republicans, all of a sudden wants to work with the Democrat Party. Now, I will give I will give props to two of them that voted no. I don't give I don't give Bill Cassidy props a lot, but Bill Cassidy voted no. John Kennedy voted no. Well, Isaac, how you know that? Because I called their offices and I gave their staff a earful. Because, ladies and gentlemen, a lot. Well, Isaac, what is your problem with respect for marriage? I respect biblical marriage, and that is between a man and a woman. Same-sex marriage, according to my religious beliefs, is wrong. Now, you live in America. I've told people that I could tell you the truth. This is the thing. I could tell you the truth and expose the lies to you. But you as a listener can take that truth and do whatever you want with it. You can believe it or you can deny it. I don't force that on anybody. I tell you the truth. Well, that is your opinion of the truth. That is your opinion of my opinion. I believe Marriage is between a man and a woman. 
this is the problem I have with this bill. First off, that. But secondly, it is going against the First Amendment rights because if you listen to the bill and the concerns of the bill, it is telling basically religious leaders, hey, you have to obey our law now. You have to honor marriage, same-sex marriages in your churches. Oh, Isaac, what would you mean by that? Let me go ahead and pull. I believe I pulled a letter earlier, maybe from Politico where they had religious leaders, 200 religious leaders, write to the Senate. No, 2,000, correct. 2,000 church church leaders and whatnot, write to the Senate and say, we are concerned because this is going to hurt religious freedoms. And ladies and gentlemen, I am not an ordained pastor or an ordained minister yet. I am in the process of getting that. I, I I preach, I teach, I'm a youth pastor, but I have never been ordained. And I'm in the process of doing that now. I'm going through classes. I'm talking with leaderships. I, I, I'm making sure I am qualified to have those credentials according to the scriptures. But ladies and gentlemen, this, I don't want this to happen to me. A same-sex marriage comes, uh, same-sex, uh, same-sex couple comes up to me and tells me, "Mr. Isaac, we want to go. We want you to perform our wedding," and I tell them no because biblically I, I I can't do it, and I am sued from top to bottom, and that's what this bill is doing. Well, Isaac, it's a respect for marriage act. Okay, you can call it whatever you want, but it is breaking our First Amendment right now. I don't. I don't, I'm trying to explain the bill as best of my knowledge, but that is some concern with the religious freedoms in there, which brings me to a point, whatever happened to separation of church and state. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen, I know a church that tried to get a federal loan. And when everything, when everything was almost done, the federal government came in and said, no, we cannot sell you this building or give you a loan for this building because separation of church and state. We can't have the the, the government and the church cannot have any connection. Now, I've already talked about separation of church and state. That's not even in the Constitution. That That is from a letter from Thomas Jefferson to a good friend of his. And he made that quote. And if you look at the constitutionality of the First Amendment, because I had somebody challenge me on this, that the First Amendment says the separation of church and state no, it's just saying that the church, the, the government cannot punish a church for doing things that they think is right or whatever. It, this in the first amendment. It's not. There's no separation of church and state. The founding fathers encouraged churches and the government to be together. But it's kind of funny. They want to bring out separation of church and state when the church is trying to do something with the government. But when the government is going to try to overreach into the churches, that is perfectly legal. Whatever happened to uh, separation of church and state, let's say it like this. And I I believe this. What the government is doing in this bill violates our First Amendment rights. Just blunt. Now I'm going to shift it over to the Republican. I'm not blaming the Democrats. Because look, Democrats do what they want. They're, They're in leadership. And I've already, I've already saw from the left, they don't, when they're in leadership, they don't care about the Republican Party. 
They don't. And the, the Democrat Party has always supported this. The Democrat Party are, uh, has always supported same-sex marriages. They have always supported things like this, uh, uh, legislation like this. What I'm upset at is the 12 knucklehead Republicans. The 12 idiot Republicans that voted for this nonsense. Well, I just, what you mean? What you mean? I, 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 I. Ladies and gentlemen, 12, and they wonder why we lose elections. Because they're not, first off, they're not trying. It's, it's funny how the Republicans do it. Oh, we got to spread our base. We gotta, what about the people that are in your base that don't believe in this? Look, I'm going to quote Dick Morris. We, the Republican Party has 5 million more votes in the House seats than the Democrat Party. The Republicans have messages, but it's funny. The, the people that we sent to Washington to represent us don't represent us. Well, we got to work across the aisle. Funny. Let a Democrat say that. He gets crucified by his own party. Or she gets crucified by her own party. Look at Joe Manchin. Look how much Joe, crap Joe Manchin had to go through with, with the last two years. Christian Cinema. Because they crossed over the aisle to the right and the Democrats crucify them. But you have Republicans. You have Republicans. Oh, we got to work across the aisle. No, we don't. No, we don't. Not a legislation like this. See, this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans are forgetting. Majority of ministers in this country, majority of Christians in this country are Republican. Majority of believers in this country, the evangelical Christian, which is their strongest base, are Republican. But what do 12 Republicans do? Oh, we're going to. And look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised Bill Cassidy didn't vote for this. I, I'm shocked. He listened to the America. He listened to the Louisiana people. Bill Cassidy voted no on this. Unless something else comes up that, that his office was lying to me. They said he said no. And John Kennedy did the same thing. So I'm proud of my two senators. But like Mitt Ryan, not Mitt Ryan, uh, Mitt Romney voted for this. Ladies and gentlemen, now there, I don't know if this, cause they, 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 it's going to take out the 197, the, the 1996, uh, the Finn marriage act where it defines marriage as one man and one woman. That word one. I, and I would have to read the bill. But why Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney, you're supposed to be a Bible-believing Christian, which he's not, to vote for fucking nonsense like this. This, look, this bill that Republicans are endorsing challenges the First Amendment right of believers and also endorses same-sex marriage. And ladies and gentlemen, look, that's when a country falls. That is my biblical belief. I don't care what you believe. I believe the Bible. You can believe whatever you want. You can stop listening to this show. I don't give a foot. I don't give a hoot. But ladies and gentlemen, this bill challenges the first amendment, but they want, and this is the thing. I, I just, I don't, I'm trying, I'm trying to be trying to be correct with this. This, this bill right here is forcing government opinion on you, the American citizen. And look, if you're a pastor or if you're a evangel if you're evangelical, 
You better you better watch out. You better find ways to get around this. Like I said, I have not read the bill. What I've read so far, people are upset about. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is hurting. This is, this is hurting our freedoms. This is taking away our freedoms. Why did the founding fathers put the First Amendment in there? The freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, and the freedom of the press? Because they didn't want us to be oppressed by government. And unfortunately, our, our government right now is slowly, and especially with the Democrat Party that has escalated this stuff, are trying to take away our freedoms. And this is hurting America, ladies and gentlemen. This, this, this right here, I, I, I'm lost for words. And look, I understand, you know, you, if you are a same-sex couple and y'all conservative, y'all listen to the show, look, thank y'all. I, I, look, I'm glad y'all, y'all listen to the show. And I'm glad we share some opinions that are the same. But this isn't right right here. This is wrong. And look, you know what? Look, look, like I said, look, you live in America. You can do whatever you want. You have the freedom. You have the freedom to, if you want to, if you want to do that, if you want to live in a same sex relationship that look, I don't believe it's right. I will tell you, I don't believe it's right, but you, you can, you can sit, you can live that way if you want in America. But when now you come, now they're they're trying to force this and make and legalize this to where it messes up our First Amendment right, America. You need to wake up because your government is overreaching. They're trying to overreach and they're trying to notify the First Amendment. We have the freedom of religion. We have a freedom to believe what we want to believe, and that is in the quote of the First Amendment. But now, now. And look, look, ladies and gentlemen, look, like I said, this does not surprise me from the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party has always done this. But the Republican Party jumping on this bandwagon. Look, this isn't the whole thing either, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, when the we win the midterm elections, because this in September, I quoted, I remember reporting on this. Ask the, ask the Senate leader, Chucky Schumer. Can you wait until after the midterm elections to bring this back up, please, please? Why? Because people like Lisa Murkowski would not be in a close race right now. Those wackos that were running for Senate wouldn't even been elected in the primaries. Oh, please, Chuck Schumer, we agree with you, but please wait after the midterm elections. You know why, ladies and gentlemen? Them 12 stupid knucklehead Republicans that voted for this legislation, they not care. They didn't care about the American people or the people that brought them into power. No, they're worried. They're worried about their positions. That's why they wanted to wait until after the midterms. Because see, ladies and gentlemen, they're thinking, well, in 2024, oh my goodness, in 2024, we're going to be all right because people are going to forget about this. I'm not going to forget about it. And thank God for men and women that stand behind a microphone and expose them for what they are, liars. I said it on my last podcast, career politicians are hurting America, Democrat and Republican.
And you know what? I'm starting to get to the point where I'm not. Look, I've thought about this multiple times. I have of leaving the Republican Party. This right here is probably going to break. I'm still thinking about it. I'm tired of being associated with a party that flip flops. We're against gay rights. We're against same sex marriage. And 12 knucklehead of them that probably all repeated that same claim. Go ahead and vote for a bill that threatens a minister and his First Amendment rights. And I am furious. As a pastor, as, as a youth pastor, as a, a minister of the gospel, I am furious. Because unfortunately, this nation is going to hell in a handbasket and it is going and, and we're going there faster because of career politicians that, that hate God and don't care about the people that send them there to Washington, D.C. On that note, I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative Show. Remember to hit the subscribe button and our follow button. Go check out the Facebook page and the TikTok. Um, please go ahead and send us a message if you like the show. Give us some words of encouragement. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's coming back soon. So don't be fate of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, send me an email, and I will tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and make heaven your home. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one and he